We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So the Knicks will improve to 32-27 and 27 on the season. We started the night a game and a half back of sixth of Miami. So with the victory... Miami losing. They're only a half game out of sixth. And they'll be only two games back of fifth. That's where Brooklyn is right now. So an important victory. And of course for their local fans, it ends the losing streak to the Brooklyn Nets. Knicks have lost nine in a row. Yeah, a little bragging rights as well tonight for Knicks fans. It's been three years since they beat the Nets. Hard to believe. Getting that monkey off their back. And an impressive victory. An outstanding second half. And another fine performance from the newest Nick. And another brilliant performance from the new point guard. Uh, are we having fun yet? I think we might be having some fun now. Uh, well, it feels good to beat that team. It feels good to beat that team who I can sit here and front and be like, oh, they're back to being little brothers. I don't want to hear it. Nets have had our number. I know who they've had on their team. But I also remember last year when they didn't have anybody on their team and they came back and they whooped our ass. Um, so I think it's fitting that tonight was... You know, I, I don't know if this is too much. I, I've gotten hyperbolic in the past. So stop me if this is another example of that. But tonight felt like the night that we are going to think back to if, and still an if, if the next iteration of a great Knicks team actually comes to pass. Um, with this core, this roster, mostly this roster. And I say that because, well, for one, you saw it play out on the court tonight. And it is very, very clear that this team now, following this Josh Hart train, trade, embodies the spirit of New York basketball, embodies what Every fan of the New York Knicks wants New York basketball to to be about when they watch it. Um, and I say that it's fitting that it would occur tonight because they beat the Nets. And three and a half years ago, the Nets, the f- freaking Nets of Brooklyn, really Jersey, but Brooklyn, um, came in and did the thing that the Knicks really wanted to do. And we don't have to talk about whether or not the Knicks dodged the bullet by not signing Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. It's neither here nor there. The fact is they wanted to sign those guys, desperately wanted to sign those guys. Their jobs were on the line and they ended up losing those jobs, or at least Steve Mills did because he didn't sign those guys. And instead, because they needed to save face, they went and signed a bunch of players and then they tried it out a bunch of those players or all of those players at uh, opening the the media day at the next year. I remember that media day. Not that I was there in person, but I remember seeing it because it was weird because like they had they had like the Knicks backdrop, but like all the video footage was it was very clear that it was like a very small backdrop. So it was it looked kind of chintzy. 
which was very uh, appropriate given how they went about that summer. Anyway, they trotted all these guys out there and then they, they gave us this song about and dance about how they were dogs with a W in case you were wondering. And we're going to be dogs. We're going to be this, that, the other thing. going to br- bring the pride back to being Knicks fans and play like they did in the 90s and toughness and determination and yada, yada, yada. And it was all bullshit. Because you can say that you're going to be dogs all you want. You can, you can walk into the locker room before the season starts and talk about how, hey, you guys better do it this year. Because uh, otherwise, like you're all on one year contracts, you're not going to be back. Yeah, how did, how did that work out? Um, you could say it; it doesn't mean anything because unless you have the players, and we could talk. I, I could sit here and I could make this about Tibbs. I could make this about the the ecosystem. I could make this. No, 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 no. You got to have the fucking players. All right, and. Slowly but surely, and here's where I will make it about Leon Rose, intentionally or otherwise, they have started to bring in dogs with a W. And I think, I got to say, Emmanuel quickly, uh, first, not the first draft pick of this regime, but he was drafted on the first night that this regime had the opportunity to draft players. That dude's a fucking dog. And the there has been a, a, a quickly hive, appropriately enough, that has been gaining steam since the day he first stepped foot on a court for the Knicks. And even he, you could, he kind of stood out in that first We Here season. And that We Here season, like, yeah, there was definitely some dog in that team. And I think in retrospect, that was, that was a lot of tips. That was a lot of tips. That was a lot of preparedness. That was a lot of like, hey, we're going to be better prepared. We're going to be more well. We're going to execute better than everybody else. We're going to out execute our talent. And they did. And Julius Randle plays out of his mind. And yeah, that team had some dog in it for sure. But at the same time, they it there were there was a certain something lacking and they got exposed in the playoffs. Um fast forward to last year. We, we learned just how much of I don't say paper tigers, but like just how much of a house of cards the previous year's team was. And then you get to this year. And this summer, this team went out and they used all of their familial connections to sign one Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson, who the Dallas Mavericks could have had in January. Forget the previous summer in January for four years and $55 million. He went to them. Rick admits Rick Brunson. He went back. I, he said, I know I said I wasn't going to negotiate in the season. Give you guys one more chance. And they said, nope. We're good. They apparently didn't see enough of this guy behind the scenes in three and a half years to say, yeah, you know what? He's worth four years, $55 million. I mean, I am goodness gracious. I would hate to be a Mavs fan tonight. And they have Luka Doncic on their team. And I would hate to be a Mavs fan tonight. I would hate, I would hate to be a Mavs fan this season. Desperation move going on and get Kyrie Irving from this Nets team. Again, it all ties together. So they went out and got Jalen Brunson, who is the centerpiece. He's the straw that serves the brink. The drink. He's their heart. He's their soul. Um, he's also their best player. And with all due respect to Julius Randle, Julius Randle um, is an all-star. He's a deserving all-star. He is a star in this league, or he's a version of a star in this league. He's an incredibly talented player. And I think I'm writing something today for the all-star break. I think he, I don't think he's done yet. I think he can make more all-star teams. Jalen Brunson is the heart and soul in New York Knicks. So we saw him all season long, and we had the bit, the running bit. Where would this team be without Jalen Brunson for a while? And then they started to pull it together, and and some other players started to come and 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 fill their respective roles. And Grimes started playing well, and Mitch was playing well, and Randall obviously turned it up, and the whole thing. Even RJ had some moments. We'll talk about RJ. <laughs> and then they go out, and they trade for Josh Hart, and. 
the moment, again, if we're sitting back years from now, reflecting on when the beginning of this era truly was, I'm going to think back to the moment when Josh Hart got an and one in the fourth quarter. And I believe the transcription was somewhere out there on Twitter. I'm not going to repeat it here. I don't, first of all, I don't have it handy. But it was, let's just say Josh Hart was excited after that and one and voiced his excitement to all of MSG, uh, a place in a city and a crowd that he talked about the day he got here. <laughs> yes, we could laugh at Nets fans. Or, or the Nets, not Nets fans. We love Nets fans. Nets fans are okay. All 87 of them, they're great. We can laugh at the Nets for, for a little bit. I'll bring Andrew on to do the actual laugh because you guys know I'm not, I'm not good at fake laughing. Um, but that moment when he just screamed his freaking head off um, after that and one in the fourth quarter, that to me is the moment I'm going to think back about. If this keeps going the way it's going. Because with a guy like Hart now and Brunson and quickly, and it's not a coincidence, those three guys are on the floor to end this, or not to end the game, but like to end the relevant portion of this game, which you want to talk about um, a, a 180. This team had the Knicks had a 28 point lead on a much less talented version of the same Nets team about a year ago. Right before the All-Star break. It may have been actually exactly a year ago. I don't know if Andrew wants to check the date, but it whatever. It was essentially about a, a, exactly a year ago. And they gave up that 28-point lead because that team had nothing of what this team does. And now, a year later, close game throughout. Knicks, some sloppiness. But we could get into why this was a close game. They played well. I mean, Knicks played well throughout the game, but that's making a lot of shots. This team to talk about a completely different DNA from that team last year. This was a close game at the beginning of the fourth quarter, and they just put their foot on the freaking Nets throats. That is how you do it. When you are a bunch of dogs, real dogs, not I'm going to talk about being a dog. No, 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 no. Real dogs. And that's what the next, the, the, the Knicks did tonight. And Brunson quickly Hart. And again, Randall's an integral part of that um, because they need him. They need his talent, and they, as long as they can keep him focused and headed in the right direction, they will be fine. Um, this team is not a contender yet. I'm not. I'm not even going there. But again, I said it a couple of days ago. What do I want from this team? I want this team to be whether they get in as the sixth seed or they have to work their way through the play-in, which is something I'm still not ruling out. It's a tough league and they have a tough schedule. I want them to be someone that whoever has to play them in the first round, not thinks that they're going to lose the series, but just when they see the matchup, they're like, ah, fuck. We got to deal with that team for however many games we have to deal with them. That's all I want. And tonight, really, more than any night in a long time, I felt like I watched a team that is going to make whoever they're playing God willing, they get in, make whoever they're playing, look at them and be like, you know what? We take this team seriously, um, which is all you could want. It, if you're a Knicks fan for this version of the Knicks, that may change. Probably will change when it changes. We'll see. But um, lots to be happy about. Lots to be excited about. This is a big win. Last thing I'll say is I, I said after the um, the Utah game, I was like, you know, I basically was like, if we don't win the last two, whatever, it's not a big deal. Um, we're getting into the all-star break over 500. Fine. And I was thinking about it today. I'm like, man, the Nets just imploded again after June 30th, 2019. Completely and totally like biggest flop in the history. I don't want to say biggest flop in the history of professional sports, but like in terms of what the expectations were and in terms of where the talent was, and in terms of, by the way, what that talent was able to do together with them, they were actually out on the floor at one time for all, whatever it was, 16 games of it. The drop-off from that to what they actually accomplished as a team, yeah, I think they're in the conversation for the biggest flops in professional sports history, depending on what your definition of flop is. Um, for the, 
all those guys to be gone now. And for Ben Simmons, the one, like, what was supposed to be the remnant, you know, from Harden going out and looking like, I mean, talk about a shell of himself. He's the 10th. I don't even, should he be in the Nets rotation? Whatever. We'll, we'll let them worry about that. Um, they, they, this was, they needed to win this game tonight. Fuck the fact that the Nets have all these good wings and like big, big winged teams are tough matchup for the Knicks. And Spencer Dinwiddie always gets up to play the Knicks. We know that. And he did tonight. Forget all that. They needed to win this game. This was a big game and they should have won it and they did win it. So credit to them for that. Um, mm. The vibes are good. Might say they're immaculate. Might say. Um, Andrew Claudio, can I call you up here for uh, assistance with moment of the game? Sure. I'd love to help you talk about this victory over the Brooklyn Nets in which they finally broke this streak of nine straight losses to the Nets. They finally handed Nick Claxton his first loss against the Knicks. And they finally, the weirdest streak that existed against the Nets, they finally defeated Ben Simmons. Well, that's not a Nets streak. That's a... But that this Ben Simmons streak, whatever, that the Knicks had never defeated Ben Simmons before tonight. And look, I still stand by what I said the other day that I actually do like some of the pieces that what I said to Mike yesterday, they're a team of two and three starters. If you follow Great baseball, pop, by the they, thank you. The, the, they're not a team with a superstar. It's funny. Mensa said this on the playback tonight. You know what? When I watch this, this Brooklyn team, what I, my thought is like, oh, they would do really good with a superstar. They have all the <laughs> complimentary pieces. Like, oh, like a Kevin they're, Durant type. <laughs> but, the, but no, I, I mean, I was thinking about it today when I was listening to you, to the pod and you were having that, uh, you were having a conversation about like, what's next and like, what do we do? And I was thinking to myself, man, they have all these picks now. They could just flip all the picks that they got for the next superstar that mm-hmm. becomes available, plop them in with this group. They're going to be pretty good right away yep. once again, yep. you know? But, that's a concern for the future because yeah. tonight, however long this post game show goes, we're taking some time to laugh at the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. God. That was great. All right. Your moments of the game. What do you got? I only have two. They won by a bunch. They haven't won by a bunch in a while. I, oh, I got some. All right. What do you so, got? I don't have a time for it, but it was the Knicks when they, it was their 81st and 82nd points of the game. Uh, I just wrote Brunson filth when it was in semi-transition. He had Joe Harris guarding him on the arc and he put a fake on Joe Harris that Joe Harris will not soon forget mm-hmm. and may keep Joe Harris up tonight. And then as if that wasn't enough, the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, I guess I'll call it a finger roll finish off the glass. Mm-hmm. So that's moment of the game. Number one for me, moment of the game. Number two for me, uh, the Josh Hart pick six. Um, ah, Yes. Uh, that's what Fred termed it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I, I I will co-sign Fred where he stole the ball, took it all the way and um, finished. And then, man, it feels. Mm. Here's the here's this is going to be the problem with moment of the game from now on. We're going to have like two or three or four moments from all of the Knicks. And then we're going to have eight moments from Josh Hart. Yep. Because that's how he plays. And yep. that's just what it is. You know, he's right. And Kent. I feel bad. What? He's right. Kent. He's here. He's there. He's every fucking where. Josh Hart. Josh Hart. Um. I um. I. I feel bad only giving Brunson the one. I feel like Brunson's probably going to win it because he had the big game, and Brunson's going to be my player of the game, uh, the three star player of the game, in the newsletter tomorrow. So we'll give the we'll give Hart the other player of the ga- the other uh, play of the game, the uh, the end one that I referenced earlier. So I've got a heart drive and one to make it 106.94. Yes, I have the it. Brunson step back three for his 34th, 35th, and 36th point at the end of the third. I had that too. 10 point lead going into the fourth quarter. So I think those two have to be on there because it was a little touch and go in that fourth quarter. And every single time that so then, the Nets would cut it, the Josh Hart or whoever would do a thing. So I would go with those two and then. There's a Brunson, the Brunson cooking Harris one. Just give so him two moments. Pick options. six off. Yeah, take the pick six off. It was okay, great, but fun. like the when I think Josh Hart, I think that that and one. See the funny part about that and one, MSG, MSG networks in particular. So Hart gets the and one, makes the layup, and gets the foul, and he starts talking his shit to the crowd, and it's awesome. The camera then cuts to Deuce McBride, 
Why? Why do you need to show Deuce? <laughs> so why why does he need to be on camera at that time? It's like why it's like if whoever loses the Oscar and you spend like an extended long shot on the losers of the Oscar as the got person who won is getting their accepted speech. It was just and like, it's oh, MSG's cameras too. Right. It's like MSG, what are you doing? Why does this need to be front? Why does this need to be on Deuce right now? So those are I, I think the the moments of the game candidates for tonight. I love it. Okay. Um Next up, uh, personal injury report, courtesy mm-hmm. of Weiss and Rosebloom, our uh, friends, the personal injury attorneys at the law offices of Weiss and Rosebloom. Don't forget, give them a call today at 212-366-6100. That is 212-366-6100. Or visit com for more information. Uh, don't don't call a rookie. Call a veteran like Josh Hart. With a Knicks, dude. <laughs> that Apologies. Is- <laughs> Apologies to Quentin Grimes and Deuce McBride. You're not technically rookies, but they went and called a veteran. Um, so I think this is going to be a celebratory. Um, man, now I'm getting greedy because I was about to say they survived the Mitch injury. Well, we will we will get to the All Star break. Although now, like, is are we sure Mitch is going to be back uh, after the break? Now it's like. Maybe he'll need an extra game, an extra little bit of time. We'll see. There, there is there is um, uncertainty in the air as to whether Mitch will be ready as soon as the All Star break. So that is your personal injury report. Um, but if I was we, I was saying, yeah, what if we get December Mitch with this crew? Oh, I'm a little uh, might get a little greedy myself, and but start looking at some conference finals prop bets. Stop it, you know. I'm just, just saying. Stop. No, they look amazing. <laughs> they look amazing. Be the change you want in the world. Come on. One, stop it. <laughs> Two, it's and now that Hardenstein has been activated, talk about it. A guy, a, not as I don't think he had a, as good a game as he did uh, against Utah, but he had a really good game. The uh, alley oop from Brunson was a thing of beauty in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. Big, nice, really nice game for Isaiah Hardenstein. Again, he's been playing out of his mind the last, uh, it's really now the last 11 games, including tonight. He goes into the second unit, he stays in the second unit, and you're replacing Sims mm-hmm. with Mitch, and you still get this Hardenstein. Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden, you get your, like, now, now that's some, now you got some real depth. Um, If we can get all of the all of the players who were supposed to be the big time contributing players on the same page and contributing in a meaningful way. And Mm -hmm. um, I will, I will leave it at that. I agree on the sentiment and where you're going with that. I, I'm sure it'll come up throughout the post game. Um, Who said player you're referring to is I'm simply saying that one of my thoughts during the fourth quarter, when you saw what the honestly during the second quarter when you saw the quickly Hart Hartenstein Brunson Brunson Randall lineup out there. I guess anytime we ever saw that, my my big thought was like, imagine this closing lineup with Mitch, like 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 how effective they're going to be, and like I that's why I'm like honestly curious what they do um, when they play the Celtics again or play the the Sixers again, you know, with Josh Hart into the mix. The- <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll save it for the Super Chats because I know it's going to come up. They're saying I Claudio cursed it that now they're going to lose in the plane because <laughs> I mentioned I dared to mention the conference finals. I mean, Hawks lost the Hornets tonight. Give up 144 points to the Charlotte Hornets. You want to talk about a not serious team? Mm-hmm. Give up 144 points to the Charlotte Hornets. So as yeah. of right now, um, that was this was important. Knicks got a two and a half game cushion now on Atlanta and they have a four game cushion on Washington and you're like late enough in the season where like a four game cushion with 20 four games to play. Did I do math correctly? Yep, 24. Today prob- was game 58. Yeah. So 24 games to play Uh four game cushion is not nothing with 24 games to play. It's not everything, but it's not nothing. Um, so, you know, you I, I, look at the very least, if you're the Knicks, you want to stay in that seven eight. You don't want to fall out of the seven eight. Ideally, if you have to be in the seven eight, you want to be in the seven. They're in good spot to be in the seven, um, and you're half a game behind the Heat and two games, two behind the Nets. I tonight 
now after this win, the way they did this, I will watch. I will watch the Nets very mm-hmm. closely. The Nets have the sixth most difficult schedule remaining. The Miami Heat have the seventh most difficult schedule remaining. Now the Knicks have the tenth, so it's not like they have an easy schedule left. But that margin might be enough. And then you add in the fact, and this this shout out to XJ who pointed this out on the on the playback tonight. I just don't know how the Nets are scoring. Like the the games that they're the last two games we've seen when they play above average teams, they're going to struggle to get to a hundred points. And Macau was bad tonight. Um, Macau was bad tonight. Uh, they didn't have Seth Curry. It's a necessary dose of shooting for them. I think he'll help. Dinwiddie's not going to go off though all the time. That's the thing. Their their offense is din is ball movement and Dinwiddie like and Cam Thomas maybe catches fire. So you think there's some you think there's some not bottom out potential, but you think there's some fallout potential. I do think against some better teams they're going to struggle to score. And they I just said they have the the sixth most difficult schedule. They're going to play a lot of the better teams. And, and again, this is the wild thing. And like well, look, we'll see what how a team like Indiana approaches mm-hmm. the post All-Star break. But there really aren't that many pivot teams, I'll call. And as of now, this is unfathomable that we're almost 60 games into the season and there are one, two, three, four. I'm not even going to count Orlando because they've been one of the best, better teams, at least in the top half of the league for more than a couple months now. There's four teams that are like not trying to lose games, but teams that are you kind of look at on the schedule Mm -hmm. like, okay. You know, and it's like, and even a team like Detroit, I was watching the fucking Detroit, uh, the Pistons. I know I'm going off on a tangent. We have a lot of super chats. Mm-hmm. I was watching the Pistons and Raptors on Super Bowl Sunday. The Pistons were down by a dozen with like three minutes to go. They came back and they almost won that game late. Like they're all of these crap. The Hornets, the Hornets won tonight. All of these crappy teams come and they play you hard. So like if you don't bring it and you don't have a plan to score and defend every night, you're going to have issues and mm-hmm. uh, yeah don't put it past anybody to uh, slide down the standings if they if they aren't able to do both things yep nets are now under 10 games or below 10 games under over 500 they're now nine games over 500 for the first time in months basically since that winning streak happened so look i'm not i do think they're a playing team i still like the pieces there when we discussed this on playback that not playback on patreon that I actually do see like a, a path, a very nav, a very clear path for the the Nets to get to the seven seed. It's this that the Knicks and Heat play <laughs> above above their level over the next I'm, two months. You know, I'm not I'm not counting any chickens. Um, Neither am I. They have I, to. The Knicks have to go out and win these games too. It's literally yeah. just the margins between these three teams are going to get very close, but very soon. Yeah, I have some other uh, look. Knicks are an imperfect team. We saw them be a very imperfect team for most of three quarters tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll save the my thoughts when it comes up in the super chats because I'm sure it'll come up because this team still has issues. They are not a great team. They are a good team, I think. Um, and that's all um, I'll say about that for now. Elite second unit, though. <sighs> I'm I'm loving this second unit lineup, dude. It's yeah, and I, I you know and bad job by me. We talked about Brunson, obviously. We talked about uh, Hart. We talked about Hardenstein a little bit. Emmanuel quickly gave this team some immensely mm-hmm. important minutes at the beginning of the fourth quarter of this game. Making shots, making passes, directing the offense. Um, I am very happy to see that his role seems like it is going to continue to be a vital one even with Hart on this team. Not that Hart's presence should have affected Emmanuel Quickly's role, but to look up and see Emmanuel Quickly play 28 minutes tonight, uh, score 14 points on eight shots, get a chance to dish five assists, like it's what you want. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. 
Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You've got New Year's goals and HelloFresh is here to help you achieve them. Take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. Looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year? Cut back on expensive takeout and delivery and get started with HelloFresh. You'll love how easy, fun, and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant-quality meal right in your own kitchen. With fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 50 minutes. Enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with béarnaise sauce, or southwest pork and bean burritos. If you know anything about me, you know that I'm not the greatest when it comes to cooking. Thankfully, I found a life partner that loves her time in the kitchen and loves putting together these elaborate meals. Unfortunately, with her schedule working at a school all day and my schedule covering sports all night, we rarely have time to go to the grocery store together. Well, HelloFresh has made it possible for us to do all the grocery shopping for the week right from the comfort of our living room. In fact, just last night when I was editing the latest KFS pod, she was putting together two plates of Presto Pesto Panko Chicken with roasted potatoes and green beans. We were able to do dinner and a movie without even leaving the comfort of our own home. And this is just one of several delicious HelloFresh meal options with cook and prep time taking less than an hour. When you've got busy, conflicting schedules like ours, you don't have to go out for dinner and a movie. Instead, it comes right to you. Don't hesitate. Head to HelloFresh.com slash Filmschool65 and use code Filmschool65 for 65% off plus free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash Filmschool65 and code Filmschool65 for 65% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Shall we do it? Let's do it. I'm happy. I'm a happy man tonight. Larry Brown starts us off. I wonder if it is the same Larry Brown who guided the Knicks to one of their um, less less glorious seasons in uh, franchise history. We'll see. Uh, the Suns may get a one-legged KD and the Mavs landed headcase Kyrie. 
but the Knicks won the trade deadline with the hard trade. Hashtag the best New York Nick coach. Oh, okay. Well, Tibbs love to start the start the broadcast. I'm fine with that. I mean, I hey, listen. If that's what you think, I'm not going to argue with you. I think Tibbs coached a pretty good game tonight. What do you say? 124-106? Yeah. Dominic Manzi, does Josh Hart qualify for the Supermax? <laughs> um, so he's going to take this into uh, free agency. Um, the biggest... I, 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 I like have zero... Z- not 1% worry. 0% worry. Josh Hart is going to be a Nick moving forward. They're going to resign him. The only question is, is there a world where he agrees to an extension off of his current contract? And I think the way that he does that and the reason he does that is if the Knicks offer him a lot of years and the years would be if they could, they could offer him up to a four year extension off of next year's player option, which he would opt into. And then with uh, 8% raises, he could extend for four years. And I did the math the other day, uh, north of $60 million. I don't think he's going to do that because I think Josh Hart knows in this NBA economy, he's more like a $16, $17 million a year player with raises. Um, I think he could, I mean, I, I, but whatever. He'll be here for a while. Josh Hart ain't going nowhere. Thanks, Dominic. Sam Garcia, what's going on? I'd love to get the Garcia clan in here early. RJ's going to be playing for the, oh no, Guangdong Tigers real soon. One, I hope I pronounced that uh, correctly. Two. Okay, I'll get it out of the way now. Um, Andrew Claudio listening behind the scenes um, was with me for a very Memorable podcast that we did together several days or two days, maybe, or or was it the day before or the day after? I forget. Whatever. It was a few days after I wrote a two-part newsletter in which I was like, in the middle of the Donovan Mitchell shit, when I was like, hey, maybe it's not so crazy if the Knicks like talked about RJ Barrett in the Donovan Mitchell talks. And that newsletter was met with some... Um, consternation by Nick's nation <laughs> did not intend to do that. And then we talked about it on the pod and I kind of explained myself and uh, sure enough around that time. And the reason I'd wrote the newsletter is because I had caught wind of something and it came out that they had indeed discussed RJ and then everything happened the way it happened. It would be very easy for me to sit up here and be like, I told you so uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that because to me, all that's happened is RJ is like kind of being, I'm going to, let me, let me add the addendum to what I'm about to say. Cause people are going to be like, what the hell are you talking about? He's kind of been the player that he he's always been. Let me, now here's the part that I'm going to add on. That's going to make that sentence make sense. RJ has always been inconsistent from the day he stepped foot into the league. He's always been inconsistent. He's always gone through periods of inefficiency. Um, and there have been big ups and very low downs. The difference between this season and past years is the 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 focus now on the downs, on the spotlight, on the downs. People are much less forgiving. And I think part of that is because of the whole Mitchell trade talks. I think part of that is because he's now signed to a $100 million extension. I think a big part of that is because Jalen Brunson is now here and is playing out of his mind to say nothing of Emmanuel quickly coming into his own. And now you add Josh Hart coming into his own and be like, oh, wait a minute. This Josh Hart guy. So he he attacks the rim relentlessly, which is that's RJ's big skill, right? Okay. But he also does all this other shit, too. He just gets in every crevice of the fucking game. He's 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 in the the fucking floorboards, making life hell for the opposing team on both ends. Um, he that's the do everything wing who also drives like crazy. Not in the way RJ does, but um, anyway. And so 
there's a lot of like I think now recalibration of RJ's like well wait a minute that this isn't this isn't this isn't the guy that we thought we were gonna well and I'm kind of in the position of like no okay has it been a great year no it hasn't been a great year is it particularly ugly right now yeah it's it's kind of ugly right now stay patient stay patient this is still a 22 year old player. This is still a 22-year-old player with flaws in his game that because of those flaws in his game, when it is going bad, it looks very, very, very bad. Whatever's going on defensively, we know is not permanent because we have seen this player defend at a very high level not that long ago. So I don't know if it needs to be some weight loss that needs to happen in the summer. I don't, I, 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 I'm not going to sit here and pretend to know why RJ is defending the way he has. But like, if you give me the defensive version of him that we have seen in the pros, then we don't have to go back. It's, this isn't a Carl Anthony Towns thing, where it's like, oh, this guy was a really good defender in high school and he defended pretty well at Kentucky, and like all of a sudden in the no, this guy defended well in the pros at this level not long ago. You get that sorted out, and he he's all in his head right now. I'm convinced of that, and he sorts all that stuff, and he just gets to be the player that we saw even a glimpse of tonight in the beginning of the third quarter when he had some important baskets and was like, okay, he just needs to get himself sorted out. And we've seen him get himself sorted out in the past. He will get himself sorted out again. Now, (laughs) whether he's getting himself sorted out on this team or a different team next year is a different story. And that is going to be largely dependent on what happens in the NBA marketplace this summer and who becomes available and what those players are going to be, you know, who needs to go out for those players to come in? And I'm not going to sit here and I'll, you know, try to predict that. But let's just, again, this is coming from me, the guy who has every excuse to be like, ha, I told you so. Let's ease up on the, the RJ hate. Um, have a little patience. 22 years old. And he's done really special things at this level before. So, well, you know, patience. It's a virtue, as my dad always used to tell me. DJ MKC, thank you, Mark Cuban, for letting Brunson go. What a wonderfully idiotic decision. Yes, it is. Not the first in Mavs history either, or the second, or the third, or the tenth. P.S. Can we just sign all the Villanova guys? Um, I was thinking about that today. Again, shout out to, to Andrew for the wonderful pregame pod. That was a great conversation. If you missed it, it's still just as relevant today. Listen to it tomorrow. Listen to it the next day. Um, McCall having turned down, they turned down four, three or four first round picks for McCall in trade after they got him. He's really good. I'm not sure I would have turned down all those picks. Um, because this is a guy who, again, given the current NBA economics, maybe they change the CBA. We'll see. But like it's going to be really tough to extend this guy because he's not going to extend off his current contract given the current CBA rules because you can only extend on twenty percent. Same reason the Knicks probably are, you know, um, Josh Hart's going to opt out. Um, excellent player, um, but I think I'm more comfortable calling him like the ideal role player. I have a much more easier time seeing him as maybe turning into the best role player in the NBA than I do as something more than he is right now. Um, I love I love Mikal Bridges, though. He's awesome. Did have a good game tonight, though. And credit to the Knicks for that, by the way. Dan Hidalgo. I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but it's what I do. In the event, the Knicks get the five seed. Oh, my God. What are we doing here? Andrew Claudio got to you. If... Do you believe we have a puncher's chance versus the Cavs? Sure. Yeah, sure. I think they have a puncher's chance versus the Cavs. I'll give them the, I will give them a puncher's chance versus the Cavs. Um, I would not give them a puncher's chance against the Celtics, uh, Bucks, Sixers. I, the only reason I, I, because like it's Philly and weird shit happens in Philly and like, Again, I think Embiid might be my MVP pick, but like they just have a weird habit of imploding at bad times. And James Harden is James Harden. Uh, I would give them the smallest of chances against Philly, but I would give them a real puncher's chance against the Cavs for sure. 
They're good. AMDM, RJ is, uh, is just not in a good place right now. I want to give them a better for the doubt. There we go. I wonder where he's at mentally and emotionally right now. And that's the thing for me. It's like, yes, I understand there are some very real skill deficits with this player. And he has never put together a full and complete package to be an effective like ball dominant option at this level. And I say that purposefully because when he was balling out over the last three and a half months of last season and a 30 usage rate and averaging 24 plus points a game and the whole thing, there were still very real holes in his game that were, were, I was like, okay, this is great. We got to clean up this other stuff. And it was the efficiency and it was the, I needed more playmaking. I, a 30 usage rate with three and a half assists a game is not enough. It's just not. Um, but but there was a lot of other stuff there. And we had we saw signs of other things, too. Like we've seen the efficiency in pockets elsewhere and we've seen the passing in pockets elsewhere. The point is, he's done all the things for the most part. He's done all the things. Hasn't put it together. Let's not sell him down the river right now, because I completely agree with you mentally and emotionally. It, I don't think it's a good it's he's in a good place right now. and. Again, the question is going to be a matter of timing. Is it, Does he have enough time for it to happen here? The Knicks may not have a choice because, again, if he, I, I don't want to go down this road, but if he, keep, if he keeps going down this road the way he's playing, it might not be that easy to trade him this summer. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to rebound. I think he's... Say what you want about RJ. I think he's mentally strong and tough. I think he's going to be all right. Thanks, Andy. Haitian Ferg. RJ, better watch out. Hard ain't playing. Where Brooklyn at? <laughs> Notorious B.I.G. voice. Um, statement game. Go beat Atlanta and get right after the break. Let's go Knicks. This is what I was fumbling my words at the at the intro and I couldn't get it out. But like now I'm greedy. Now I want to beat Atlanta. Now I want to go into the freaking break on a three game win streak. And I want to be the team that people are talking about going into the break and be like, hey, the Knicks, maybe not fucking around. Um, as far as uh, Notorious B.I.G., um, people should put it in their chat. What's your favorite B.I.G. song? Mine is Warning, which is an odd one. If you haven't heard Warning, just go listen to Warning and uh, play it all the way through until the very end. Even when the music stops, there's a there's a bit at the end that is required. Required listening for warning. Corey McConkey, um, the JBIQ Hart Randall iHeart lineups chemistry is the best all year. Hart's immediate impact reminds me of a better version of the Kmart signing in 2013. Yeah, different players, but I can see where you're going with that. That's that's an interesting one. Um, yeah, he's a guy that like is a really perfectly complimentary player if you have the right top pieces, I think. Um, you know, and I but at the same time, like we saw him tonight, and somebody said this in the um, in the KFS uh, Substack uh, chat that like we're the it, he, his help now propping up second units is going to be big because those second units, for better or worse, have struggled all year, and him being able to be in there, be another ball mover, be a finisher, be a guy who could attack closeouts um, in a real meaningful way, get out in transition another defensive presence on those second units. What I'm fascinated about in terms of how he is deployed is so up until they acquired him, Brunson would like, so he ostensibly took McBride's place in the rotation, right? Okay. Brunson would come in and replace McBride in the second unit. And now tonight, when Brunson came back in, Brunson didn't replace McBride in the second unit. Brunson replaced RJ in the second unit. And RJ uh, played, I want to say he played 24 minutes tonight. 
Am I, am I right on that? RJ played 24 minutes tonight. Now, granted, he might have gotten in the game at the end of the game if it had been serious enough to do so. Played 14 minutes in the first half, but still 14 minutes for RJ in the first half on track for 28 minutes. You know, and 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 Grimes also, though. Grimes got a minute's haircut, too. He played 22 minutes. Um, and Hart was 28 along with quickly. The minutes distribution from these players are going to bear watching all year for the rest of the year. Thanks, Corey. Frank Miranda. Mac, what's up? It's your boy, Frank, from Patreon. Can we get Andrew to put up a countdown for how long before RJ is removed from the starting lineup? It's not going to happen, Frank. This dude really put up a Dunkin' Donuts stat line in the first half. Oh, no. Hashtag bench RJ. Frank, you are just, you're you're not, I can't say you're not a nice person. You're a very nice person. You're one of the nicest people I've ever met. But you're not being nice right now, Frank. Come on, man. Um, They're not going to bench RJ. They're not going to bench RJ. They would not do that to him. Look, you, you could, again, we saw it tonight. Hart played 28 minutes, quickly played 28 minutes. Barrett played 24 minutes. This team needs R.J. Barrett to play a significant number of minutes. Like, they just need him to play a significant number of minutes. And they're going to keep giving him a chance to play significant minutes and be better in those minutes because they they don't have a choice. Like this team has real goals this year, and we're sitting here talking about giving a you know puncher's chance against Cleveland. Again, they're not going to have a puncher's chance against Cleveland if RJ Barrett doesn't come to play and play pretty good basketball. So they're going to give him enough rope to potentially hang themselves with. Um, that being said, it you could start RJ Barrett, and if he's having a sort of game like he came out and he had tonight, you could still play him. Not a lot of minutes. Like, I, that's why you like you don't need to bench a guy. Like we, Tom Thibodeau's been doing this since he started becoming a head coach in this league, starting guys and and then giving quick hooks and like seeing starters that play like 15, 16, 17 minutes a game. It's where the whole Keith Bogans thing came from. He was Keith Bogans' coach. That's it's a running joke. So I, you know, and we saw Peyton after Rose got here too. He did it two years ago. I'm not saying it's going to get to that extreme, but. We know we could do it. Thanks, Frank. Appreciate your generosity, as always. Hamdi M with another one. Finally beat the stupid Nets. Like how Randall stayed within himself tonight. I love some of IQ's moves tonight. Thank you, Nova, for Brun and Hart. Um, yes, great, great comment. Um, so Julius Randall tonight. 18 points, 10 rebounds. Um, cold from deep. One of six from deep, which is why his final um, stat line was 7 of 17. Only one turnover. Randall did not have a great game. Defensively, I thought he had a... He, I, and then he wasn't the only one. There were a lot of Knicks. Good defenders. Everybody. Literally, every every Nick player was getting beat off the dribble, which is probably the biggest sin of the first three quarters is nobody could stay in front of their man. And it resulted in a lot of fouls. The Knicks were in the freaking penalty midway through the second quarter. Um, it was the biggest, biggest down spot in this game was uh, their inability to stay in front of the Nets drivers. And Randall was one of those. So that wasn't great. Uh, Started off three for three, finished the game four of 14. Not the best offensive night for him. But to your point, I do think he did a pretty good job staying within himself. And part of staying within yourself, if you're Julius Randall, is knowing that like, okay, it's not my night. You know? I'm going to defer a little bit more tonight. Or at the very least, I'm going to look for every opportunity to pass the ball. And Randall threw some not good passes tonight. Julius Randall threw some outstanding passes tonight. Not all of which resulted in baskets. So I know he only had four assists. Easily could have had a couple more. But we've said that a lot with him. So um, hat tip to Julius Randall for that reason. Um. Thank you, Hamdi. Appreciate that. As I am checking out <clears throat> the Nets Wolves uh, final twenty-five second with the Mav or well, the Wolves trying 
desperately to hang on in this freaking game. My, how I would love the Mavs to lose this. Maxwell Efros. Shout out to Schwinn for putting me on to KFS. Schwim. I don't know if you mean Schwinn. It says Schwim. Uh, Brunson is an all-star. I love Josh Hart. Um, yeah, thanks. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for coming and joining us. Thank you for the generous contribution. Um, Brunson being an all-star. Come on, Jalen. Jalen. Jalen, Jalen, Jalen. You're about to get, or you're a year and a half away, I should say, from getting paid a 200 plus million dollar deal. Talk about Jalen Brown. You have a lot of money. Go have the best vacation of your life on a private island. Buy the private island. Go have a vacation on it. Let your face heal. Your team, the Celtics, need you. Again, let your face heal. Give the league a chance to name a replacement for you in the All-Star game. Now, part of me feels bad saying that because I'm sure Jalen Brunson wouldn't mind chilling on an island for the next week, but whatever. Dan Hidalgo, what percentage of this from Hart can we expect moving forward? Well, here's what you can't expect. can't expect him to, because what was he, two of three from deep last game? He was four or six tonight. So um, Josh Hart, spoiler alert, is not a 66% three-point shooter. That said, he's a better three-point shooter than he shot in Portland this year. That's for damn sure. Like Josh Hart's a 34, 35% guy. And again, I, I cited this, this statistic a couple times already, and I'll cite it again. Josh Hart, from the corners in his career before this season, has been 41% from the corners. I know his shot is funky. <laughs> it's, it's an understatement. But um, he can, he can get it down from the corners, and he's just not going to get it down like this. Everything else you've seen from Hart, like, that's all legit. That's all legit. I, you, you know, I think I do think I will say this. I think he is a player that probably the more your team is winning, the more you're going to feel him. And that's also a chicken or the egg thing, because I do think how he makes his presence felt leads to winning. But like, like Josh Hart last year was like on a shitty Portland team to end the year. And like, he put up a bunch of points, but like, I don't know. Did you feel Josh? I, I we didn't watch enough Portland games at the end of last year to really say this, but like, I don't know if you felt Josh Hart in quite the same way. Um, I think if like, I, this is why that's why I wanted to start off the post game. Like I did, if this really is the beginning of the next iteration of really, really good New York Knicks basketball, I think you're going to Josh Hart's going to be a guy that we're, we're talking about for a long, long time as an integral, integral part of what they do. Thank you, Dan. Uh, Roger Fortune. What's going on, Raj? There's a lot of dialogue to unpack with this win, ranging from the All-Stars to All-Star snubs to maybe injecting a little more heart into the starting lineup. More importantly, most importantly, the streak is over. I agree there's a lot to talk about. Thank you, Roger, for the generous contribution. And thank you, Minnesota, for not blowing this game. Mavs lose. Two losses in a row. Sucks to be you guys. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, I look again, I, I think I I'll be curious if the Knicks beat makes the starting lineup thing a story. My gut feeling is that they will not. Not yet. And if they don't, I don't think it becomes a story, even if it may become a topic. Just want to throw that out there. Um, and tar, as far as the all-star snub, again, like when they made when they named the replacements, I said it at the time, like I I, I thought they could have named Brunson. I did not feel that naming Anthony Edwards or Pascal Siakam um, or De'Aaron Fox. I had a brain fart there for a second. I didn't feel like any of those were egregious. Would I have picked Brunson over of those three? I probably would have picked them over Siakam or Edwards. I thought De'Aaron Fox deserved to be an all-star all the way through. 
So, um, but like now after like we have more evidence with every additional bit of evidence, it's like it all counts. And like with the, like again, how do you have an all-star game without this freaking guy? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, the streak is over. Cheers to that. Salute.